0: A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar-Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar-Chaim. Shalom. The first verse of the Torah reads as follows. Bereshith bara Elohim What is the meaning of the word Bereshith? And what is the meaning of the word Bara? The word
1: as everybody knows, in uh, most English translations is translated, as rendered as in the beginning. Which is not entirely incorrect, nor, however, is it entirely accurate. Because... If the first word of the Torah, for example, was batahila, which literally means at the very beginning, uh, then that translation also be equally appropriate in the beginning. But the truth of the matter is that the word bereshith, as opposed to the word batahila, which comes from the word tahila, which in Hebrew means beginning, do not mean exactly the same thing. The word tahila always refers to the very beginning of something. Whether we refer to uh, a particular period of time that we say at the beginning of this time, we refer to the very uh, first moment of that uh, expanse of time. If we refer to something uh, physical, to a space, to some physical object. When we speak about the tahila, the beginning of the object, as opposed to the end of the object, and the end in Hebrew would be sof or tachlith uh, or something of that nature, then the tahila refers, the be- the beginning refers to the very first part of that object, and the tachlith or the sof refers to the very end of that same object. And therefore, if it were to say in the pasuk but tahila, bara uh, elohim then it would mean, and then it would be correct to translate as in the beginning, that is to say, at the very beginning of time, at the very beginning of all things. However, the word bereshith is not precisely identical in meaning to the word tehilah. The word bereshith refers to the first part Of something as distinct from a later part of that same thing. In other words, a period of time can be divided into a Bereshif and an Aharif. In other words, the first part of something, if we're talking about a a span of time, let's say for argument's sake we're talking about a a ten-year span of time, then Bereshith does not necessarily refer to the first day or the first month or even the first year. It can refer to even a number of years, whereas the Aharith is the latter part of that same thing. And that also is not necessarily defined. In other words, the Bereshith can perhaps even mean five or six years, and the Aharith could be, for example, uh, three or four years. The point... of of that terminology, bareshith, as opposed to harith, the first part as opposed to the second part, or the latter part, is to uh, describe a period of time which includes the beginning and a certain period of time that follows that beginning, that includes also many other things that occurred at that time, but they are all distinct from a latter period of time, from a latter period. Measure of time, which comes later, which is not referred to, which is not included in the Bereshith in the first part or the earlier part of that time span, but it is considered to be a different uh, period of time because there is a difference. Some, in some way, those two periods of time are distinct. There is something which occurred uh, to distinguish between them, and so it is with the word Bereshith, in the at the beginning of the Torah. Bereshith, bara Elohim, refers to the fact that. This pasuk, this verse, speaks of the entire process of the creation of the universe. From the first moment, yes, but also it includes everything that follows, but that is included in within the period of time called ma'asev which we know from the Torah did not all happen in an instant. That is to say, not all things came into existence as we see them today, as we know them today at the very same instant in time, but rather, the creation was a process that played out over a period of time, an undefined period of time. Clearly, the reference in the Torah to six days has to be understood to be six periods or six stages in time, uh, because as what we understand as a day, a yom in Hebrew, obviously refers to a 24-hour period, which has to do with the uh, revolution of the earth with reference to the sun, whereas the sun did not exist at the beginning. Clearly, therefore, the day referred to in the Torah is uh, an allegorical or um, an approximation of uh, what, is being, what is truly meant, and that is to say a period of time, a stage in the development uh, of the creation of the universe, which occurred in stages as described in the Torah, in, in very general terms that human beings can uh, make some sense of. Therefore, Barashith is actually the term Barashith bara Elohim, the first words of the Torah refers, and then it goes on to say, etha shanay, it's the heavens and the earth, is a general statement. Uh, which includes all that will then follow in the description of the Torah, uh, all parts of the uh, description of the creation of the universe, heaven and earth and everything within them, all that follows throughout the old days, all stages of creation, is, is included within the term Bereshith. Uh, science has finally come to perceive and insist upon as being correct uh, this flows from the understanding of the beginning of the universe having been in what is known as the Big Bang, which means that before that moment in time there was nothing, which is, of course, something we cannot understand, we cannot conceive of. This is beyond uh, human understanding, and that is exactly why uh, such a thing could only be the work of the Creator, who is beyond any conception. The word barashith refers to the fact that or this pasuk Bereshit bara Elohim et refers to the fact that reality came into existence and then unfolded in a series of stages of steps, as described at the beginning of the Torah, referring to the heavens and the earth and everything that appeared within that heaven, within those heavens and within that earth, the different uh, planets and constellations, etc., the light and the dark different forms of life, vegetation, life forms, etc. All this unfolded, and all that story, all that description of the creation is referred to as the Reshith, the beginning, which includes all of these steps, no matter how long they took, uh, no matter how much time was involved, which, which, and we do not know how much time was involved. It may be uh, billions of years, more, a bit more, a bit less, There's no reason to suggest it was uh, a few hours or a few days, as we described, as we explained before. It cannot refer to days in the literal sense. And therefore, the timescale is unknown to us. Science perhaps claims to have an idea, a conception, an approximation of the timescale involved. And maybe those approximations or estimations are accurate more or less, and perhaps not so much, because there are many, many things that we are discovering almost all the time. Uh, that defy our previous, our earlier understandings. And yet, we do understand, and science also understands today, that all of reality, the entire universe, came into into existence from nothing, and that entire unfolding and uh, that evolutionary process of uh, reality beginning and then taking on a certain form, and within that... uh, new reality, certain types of uh, planets, certain kinds of realities, certain kinds of life forms come into existence, all of that is referred to by the term the reshith. All that time span, all of that activity of Hashem, of creation, is referred to as the period of the Reshith, as opposed to what? As opposed to everything which follows after the creation is over, after the different stages of creation are over, then we are no longer in the reshit. We are no longer at the uh, earlier part of the reality of the created universe. We are now in in the stage of reality where the reality exists and is no longer uh, being created. No new steps uh, are being taken to further expand and refine that created reality. And that is the world as we know it. And the universe as we know it today
0: and what is the meaning of the second word bara the
1: word bara uh, usually translated as create which is correct but it has to be stressed that uh, the word bara in the simple form that is to say the binyan hakal the simple form of the verb uh, is only used ever with reference to hashem we never ever refer to a person having been boreh or bara, having created or been creating something, that is not possible. Only Hashem can create something because the word bara refers to uh, bria yeshme'ayin, it refers to creation ex nihilo, something coming into existence from nothing, which of course is, again, something beyond our conception, beyond our understanding, because there is no such... Uh, reality in our experience in human affairs, we can make things from uh, other materials that pre-exist, we can take certain materials, articles, etc., energy forms, and do something with them, that is called liaser, to uh, produce, to manufacture, but to create means to bring something into existence when nothing at all was there previously, that is something that only Hashem can do. This was already pointed out by Rambam in Moran of Uchim. It was pointed out by many of the Mufarshim on the Torah. And we see this clearly in the Pasuk in Sefer Bamidbar, in the Book of Numbers in the Torah, in Parashat Korah, where Korah and others take it upon themselves to challenge the leadership of Moshe, Rabbeinah, of Moses. And they claim, or at least they suggest, they hint at the fact that perhaps uh, not everything that Moshe Claims Not everything that he instructs and tells them to do is the will of Hashem. But perhaps it is just Moshe's personal preference or desire that things be so. Moshe responds. This is in Perek Tel Pesuk chapter 16, verse 28. Moshe said to them, to the people who rose up against him, By this you shall know that Hashem has sent me, to do all these things, and none, none of it is of my own heart. In other words, none of it is my choice or my decision. It is the word of Hashem, and I am simply passing on to you the word and the design, and the instruction of Hashem. If these people are rising up against me, referring to Dathan and Aviram, et etc., if these people who are making these claims against me, die, as all men do, if they shall leave this world, as all human beings do, then you will know that I was not sent by Hashem, that they are speaking the truth. If, however, Hashem will create something new, something miraculous, something which is totally not according to the laws of nature. And the earth will open its mouth, it will split open. And will swallow them up and then close over them again. And they will thus go down into the bowels of the earth and disappear. And you shall know. Then you will know that these people have truly angered Hashem and spoken incorrectly against Hashem and also against me. The term that Moshe Rabbeinu uses is if something miraculous that only Hashem can do uh, occurs and not something which is part of the way of the natural order, then you will know that that this is the will of Hashem and I am speaking the truth. Here we see clearly in this pasuk that B'ri'ah is something that only Hashem is capable of doing because it refers to something which is entirely divorced from and uh, in every way different from the normal uh, natural order of things. It is not something which we would expect and not something that we could reproduce. The same is true of the word Bara in the first pasuk of the Torah. This refers to the fact that the the creation is the coming into existence, coming to fruition of the thought, as it were, the idea, the intention of Hashem, coming into existence, breaking forth from the realm of thought, Hashem's intention, as it were, breaking out into the realm of physical existence. As Rav Hirsch points out, the term bara, beth resh aleph, is exactly the same word in Aramaic, Bethresh Aleph, which bara, which means outside, and in Arabic also the word for outside is bara, the same word exactly. In other words, bara refers to something which was hidden, something which was, as it were, in the mind of Hashem and did not exist in the real world, and then it breaks out into the real world. It goes from being inside, being hidden, being before, as it were, the veil which precedes physical reality, and it breaks breaks through that veil into the realm of the real, of the physical, of the actual. So, bara refers to Hashem uh, bringing something into reality, and allowing it to break forth and uh, come into existence in a manner which is totally different and inconceivable to us, but certainly different from everything that we are capable of doing, everything that we can experience. The term Barah, Beth, Resh, Aleph, is clearly connected, as Rav Hirsch points out, to similar Shorashim, similar root uh, words, root verbs in Hebrew, such as Barah, Beth, Resh, Heth. There, the idea of Barah is to escape, to flee. That is to say, uh, to break out, shall we say, of a place, out of a prison, for example. We say that a person broke out from a prison. We say, hu he was able to break out from being enclosed, and now he is free, he is outside. This also has to do with uh, the source, uh, the root, the source word, parah. Instead of a beth, we have a pe. These two letters are often interchangeable. And we have parah. Parah means to flower when we have a bud, shall we say, or something very small, which then opens up and flowers and increases in size and and becomes more obvious and seen and more actualized, more real, as it were, this is referred to as periha, as flowering, which is similar, as we just explained, to beriha, which is to break out, to leave from something small or something enclosed and break out and go outside. Bara also refers to the fact that Hashem has a, a thought, has a will, and this will becomes actualized. We see this also in the Pasuk, in Sefer Te'ilim, in Perak Kof Memhez 148, verse 5. Yeharalu Shemadunai. they shall praise the name of Hashem, ki He uh, declared or He commanded, wunivra'u, when they came into existence. In other words, the act of creation of Hashem is His will. Of, of commanding, of announcing, of saying that this should be so. Because there is, of course, no no actuality of physical uh, manufacture or production involved. It is simply the fact that something which did not exist, which was only uh, a potential reality, which Hashem had uh, within himself, as it were, within his own mind, as it were, this now becomes an actualized, a realized uh, fact, a physical uh, reality. That is the meaning of the word bara. And therefore, the binyan kal, the simple form of the verb bara, beth, resh, aleph, only and always refers to an act of creation of Hashem, ex nihilo, from nothing, because this, of course, is something that only Hashem is capable of. Human beings are capable of producing, manufacturing the term pa'al, the different uh, verbs in Hebrew, pa'al, asa, yiser, etc., refer to doing, acting, creating, but these always refer to things that are created from pre-existing materials, as we described. When we do find the word or the similar shoresh, the similar root of Bethresh Aleph used with reference to human beings there. It's clearly not. It's not used in the binyan kal, not in the simple form of the of the verb, but in a different form, which refers also to something uh, unusual, something breaking out or something coming into existence which did not exist before, which is therefore similar to an act of Hashem, but only in a, in a uh, borrowed sense. This we find, for example, in, this, in the book of Joshua, Joshua. Chapter 17, from uh, verse 14 onwards. Here we see the tribes of Yosef saying to Yoshua that they have no uh, proper inheritance in terms of land in Eretz Israel, And Yoshua answers them in Pasuk 15. He says to them, Rav If there are too many of you for the land that you have received, go to the forest. uvereth sham." Veretha, the shoresh, the, the root of that word or that verb is Betresh Aleph, but it's not—it's not in the sense or in the form of the verb as we find with reference to Hashem Baratha, Ella Uveretha, which is to bring into existence. It's the binyan uh, hakaved. It is the uh, form of the verb which can be used. Uh, the 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 source, the root. Bethresh Aleph here can be used as reference to a human being, because what Yoshua is telling them to do is to uh, deforest a certain area and thus bring into existence a new reality. The new reality is that now you will have land on which you can build uh, villages and farmland, etc., where before there was forest. And there was, in other words, this is a kind of new reality, and it is similar in some ways to uh, something coming into existence uh, different from what from what was before, and therefore in that sense it is comparable only in a very vague way to the act of creation of Hashem, and therefore we find the word of in that land you shall cut away for yourself by deforest, deforestation and you'll be able to create for yourself a new territory. So the meaning of the words Bereshith and Berah, uh, the first pasuk of the Torah, comes to tell us two essential things. First of all, that the story, the uh, description of the creation of the heavens and the earth, all the, all the universe and all that is therein, uh, begins at a certain point in time, and the description of the Torah refers to all the unfolding of that uh, creative process, which did not happen in one instance of time. Beg- it began at a certain point in time, but it continued for uh, a lengthy period of time, and it was also broken down into different stages. That is the meaning of the word barishi, as opposed to the word batahila, which refers to the very beginning of something, and only the very beginning. Second of all, Barah refers to the creative act and will of Hashem, which is something which can only be performed by Hashem, which is beyond our understanding. And yet, this is an essential tenet and uh, understanding of the Torah of Judaism. And it is also nowadays, for almost 100 years now, it has also been uh, the assumption and the understanding of the scientific world.
0: Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Barheim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon Nusach Eretz israel or invite the Rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.